Welcome to Mina's Motivations. God has placed so much on my heart and I need to get it out. I have been reading, studying, and learning. I have been growing in my faith and social justice awareness. And now it's time for me to share with you my revelations. I hope you enjoy. All right, guys, I am reading Leviticus chapter one. The title of this is called The Burnt Offering. The Lord summoned Moses and spoke to him from the tent of meeting, saying, Speak to the people of Israel and say to them, When any of you bring an offering of livestock to the Lord, you shall bring your offering from the herd or from the flock. If the offering is a burnt offering from the herd, you shall offer a male without blemish. You shall bring it to the entrance of the tent of meeting for acceptance in your behalf of the Lord. You shall lay your hand on the head of the burnt offering. Um, are the people about to get burnt? And it shall be acceptable on be on your behalf as atonement for you. The bull shall be slaughtered before the Lord. And Aaron's sons, the priest, shall offer the blood, dashing the blood against all sides of the altar that is at the entrance of the tent of meeting. So just picture an altar with a whole bunch of animal blood around it. The burnt offering shall be flayed and cut up into its parts. The sons of the priest Aaron shall put fire on the altar and arrange wood on the fire. Aaron's sons, the priest, shall arrange the parts with the head and the suet on the wood that is on fire on the altar. But its entrails and its legs shall be washed with water. Then the priest shall turn the whole into smoke on the altar as a burnt offering, an offering by fire of pleasing odor to the Lord. So the Lord likes the smell of burnt animals. Hmm. If your gift for a burnt offering is from the flock, from the sheep or goat, your offering shall be a male without blemish. It shall be slaughtered on the north side of the altar before the Lord. And Aaron's sons, the priest, shall dash its blood against all sides of the altar. It shall be cut up into parts with its head and its sweat. And the priest shall arrange them on the wood that is on the fire on the altar. But the entrails and the legs shall be washed with water. Then the priest shall offer the whole and turn it and to smoke on the altar. It is a burnt offering, an offering by fire of pleasing odor to the Lord. If your offering to the Lord is a burnt of offering of birds, you shall choose your offering from turtle doves or pigeons. The priest shall bring it to the altar and wring off its head, oh my gosh, and turn it into smoke on the altar. And its blood shall be drained out against the side of the altar. Dang! Throw it at the east side of the altar in the place for ashes. He shall tear it open by its wings without severing it. Whoa! Then the priest shall turn it into smoke on the altar, on the wood that is on the fire. It is a burnt offering, an offering by fire of pleasing odor to the Lord.
So basically, I'm thinking that Leviticus just talks about how to, um, in the Old Testament, by the way, give these offerings to the Lord to his um, altar. So like chapter two, it says grain offerings. Chapter three, it says offerings of well-being. Um, chapter four, sin offerings. Chapter five, not title. Oh, but later on in chapter five, it says offerings with restitution. And then it continues with instructions concerning sacrifices, further instructions, rites of ordinance, ordination. Okay, so, oh, wow, they have one on clean and unclean foods. I'm going to do that in my next episode because a lot of people like to get on me about what I eat. Wow, this is crazy. Anyway, read your Bible. Learn more about Leviticus chapter 1. Bye. All right. So I did say that the next thing I would go over would be clean and unclean foods. Now, to give you some context of Leviticus, basically the Israelites had been very naughty, right? And at the end of Exodus, they built this wonderful ark to be in God's presence. But before they can be in God's presence, they have to give an offering as an atonement for their sins, right? And I mean, Moses must have done some craziness because he couldn't even be in God's presence. So these are a lot of the rules that people try to use to discredit how Christian folks are. Because I remember even in college, this guy came up to me, well, in the Bible, it says you're not supposed to eat pork. I'm like, okay, is that the Old Testament or the New Testament? So this is Leviticus chapter 11, and this chapter is titled Clean and Unclean Food. The Lord spoke to Moses and Aaron, saying to them, speak to the people of Israel, saying, from among all the land animals, these are the creatures you may eat. Any animal that has divided hooves and is cleft foot and choose the cud, such you may eat. But among those that chew the cud or have divided hooves, you shall not eat the following, the camel. For even though it chews the cud, it does not have divided hooves. It is unclean for you. The rock badger, for even though it chews cud, it does not have divided hooves. It is unclean for you. The hare, for even though it chews the cud, it does not have divided hooves. It is unclean for you. The pig, for even though it has divided hooves and is cleft foot, it does not chew the cud. It is unclean for you. Of their flesh you shall not eat, and their carcasses you shall not touch. They are unclean for you. So I do not know what the cud is, so that's what I'm about to look up for y'all. Because if I don't know it, you probably don't know it. Cud. <laughs> Cut is partly digested food returned from the first stomach of rumnants to the mouth or for further chewing. Oh my goodness. Which animals chew their cud? Cattle, deer, sheep, goats, and antelope. Okay, they eat their food. Some of their food is stored in a special pouch in their stomach. It later regurgitates this stored food or cud and begins to chew it again. Ew! Ew, this is 
<laughs> so it's like the animals throw up and then eat their food again. Anyway, these you may eat of all that are in the waters, everything in the waters that has fins and scales, whether in the seas or in the streams, such you may eat. But anything in the seas or streams that does not have fins and scales of the swarming creatures in the waters, among all other living creatures that are in the waters, they are detestable to you, and detestable they shall remain. Of their flesh you shall not eat, and their carcasses you shall not regard as detestable. Everything in the waters that does not have fins and scales is detestable to you. So as you can see, God repeats a lot to really get his point across. These you shall regard as detestable among the birds. They shall not be eaten. They are an abomination. The eagle, the vulture, the osprey, the buzzard, the kite of any kind, every raven of any kind, the ostrich, the nighthawk, the seagull, the hawk of any kind, the little owl, the cormorant, the great owl. Hold up, because I don't know some of these names. So what is an osprey? Let me look that one up for you guys. Osprey. <clears throat> okay, so it's more specifically in the western, it's called an osprey, but they're also called seahawk, riverhawk, fishhawk. Okay, and what is the buzzard and the kite? All right, buzzard. Bird. Okay, so when I typed in buzzard, it said like turkey, vulture, common buzzard, red tail hawk. Okay, so it just means a turkey um, vulture. All right, and then the kite, kite bird. So the birds that I'm noticing, these are pretty big birds. Wow. Oh my gosh. Okay. Nice. So this bird is pretty big and it kind of reminds you of a kite because it has a pretty large wingspan. All right. And then cormorant. I hope I'm saying that properly. Cormorant. Okay. What is it though? Okay, it's a big bird. Literally another big bird they do not want you to eat. What does it eat? Okay. <clears throat> anyway, let's continue. The little owl, the cormorant, the great owl, the water hen, the desert owl, the carrion vulture, the stork, the heron of any kind, the hoopoe, the <laughs> and the bat, all winged insects that walk upon all fours are detestable to you, but among the winged insects that walk on all fours, you may eat those who have jointed 
legs above their feet, with which to leap on the ground. Of them you may eat the locust according to its kind, the bald locust according to its kind, the cricket according to its kind, and the grasshopper according to its kind. But all other winged insects that have four feet are detestable to you. All right, unclean animals. By these you shall become unclean. Whoever touches the carcass of any of them shall be unclean until the evening. And whoever carries any part of the caucus of any of them shall wash his clothes and be unclean until the evening every animal that has divided hooves but is not cleft foot or does not chew the cud is unclean for you everyone who touches one of them shall be unclean all that walk on their paws among the animals that walk on all fours are unclean for you Whoever touches the carcass of any of them shall be unclean until the evening. And the one who carries the carcass shall wash his clothes and be unclean until the evening. They are unclean for you. These are unclean for you among the creatures that swarm upon the earth. The weasel, the mouse, the great lizard according to its kind, the gecko, the land crocodile, the lizard, the sand lizard, and the chameleon. These are unclean for you among all that swarm. Whoever touches one of them, they are dead. When they are dead, shall be unclean until the evening. And anything upon which any of them falls when they are dead shall be unclean, whether an article of wood or cloth or skin or sacking. Any article that is used for any purpose, it shall be dipped in water, and it shall be unclean until evening, and then it shall be clean. And if any of them falls into any earthen vessel, all that is in it shall be unclean, and you shall break the vessel. Any food that could be eaten shall be unclean, if water from such vessel comes upon it. And any liquid that could be drunk shall be unclean, if it is in any such vessel. Everything on which any part of the carcass falls shall be unclean. Whether on oven or stove, it shall be broken in pieces. They are unclean and shall remain unclean for you. But a spring or cistern holding water shall be clean, while whatever touches the carcass in it shall be unclean. If any part of their carcass falls upon any seed set aside for sowing, it is clean. But if water is put on the seed and any part of their carcass falls on it, it is unclean for you. If an animal of which you may eat dies, anyone who touches its carcass shall be unclean until the evening. As you can see, he's repeating a lot in here, just so people get the point. Those who eat of its carcass shall wash their clothes and be unclean until the evening. And those who carry the carcass shall wash their clothes and be unclean until the evening. All creatures that swarm upon the earth are detestable. They shall not be eating. Whatever moves on its belly and whatever moves on all fours or whatever has many feet, all the creatures that swarm upon the earth, you shall not eat for they are detestable. You shall not make yourself detestable with any creature that swarms. You shall not defile yourself with them and so become unclean. For I am the Lord your God. Sanctify yourself therefore and be holy for I am holy. You shall not defile yourself with any swarming creature that moves on the earth. For I am the Lord who brought you up from the land of Egypt. To be your God, you shall be holy, for I am holy. 
This is the law pertaining to land and bird and every living creature that moves through the waters and every creature that swarms upon the earth to make a distinction between the unclean and the clean and between the living creature that may be eaten and the living creature that may not be eaten. So basically, um, God is really telling the Israelites what they can and cannot eat. And he also talks about how you're only unclean until the night. So it's not like you're forever unclean if you eat a pig, you know? Um, <clears throat> like, I've literally had this kind of debate with um, this guy in college about, oh, well, you're eating meat and you're eating this and you're eating that. And I'm like, okay, what is he talking about? I wish he would have gave me the verse. So if somebody is like, Oh, you're a Christian, but you're eating meat. Oh, you're a Christian, but you're eating like um a pig. Just tell them to go to Leviticus 11 and explain to them that this was the Old Testament rules because the Israelites at this time were being very unholy. So God was teaching them how to be holy and how to be more godlike. Okay. Now, as you can see in the New Testament, Jesus comes and pays the price for all of our sins so obviously it's going to be a little different and the rules uh i want to say some of the rules don't really apply to the new testament let's be real because this is the old testament where they would kill you if you did something wrong now you go to jail anyway read your bible this was leviticus 11